I'm sitting in the subway station. Manhattan is my destination. On that dirty train, each day I live is much the same, and I think, what can I gain living in this endless game? Homeward bound, I wish I was. Homeward bound, home to Jerusalem, home where my heart is lying, home where my destiny waits silently. And welcome back, everybody, to Homeward Bound, the show about making Aliyah to the Holy Land, to Eretz Yisrael. My name is Egal Siegel, and we're here every Tuesday night live on the Nahum Siegel Network, uh, sponsored by our good friends at Nefesh Benefesh, giving you as much information as possible to make the dream come true, to enable you to move to this wonderful country of the land of Israel. My name, again, is Egal Siegel, and I'm happy to announce that this week we have the big announcement of the recipients of the inaugural Bonet Sion Prizes. These are prizes awarded to Anglo Olim by Nefesh Benefesh, and these Anglo Olim have made a significant contribution to the state of Israel. Uh, Nefesh Benefesh announced yesterday the six recipients of its newly launched Bonet Sion Prize, and uh, we're very happy and pleased to, to announce that these different uh, all these different prizes were awarded to Olim from North America, from the USA. There were Olim from many different countries who were nominated. And the process, as we heard from Rabbi Fast last week, uh, the process was uh, was difficult, to say the least, to find the most worthy people of being able to receive these prizes. A $10,000 cash prize for each recipient. So let me just give you the list of recipients and a little uh, description of each of them, and we hope in the coming weeks to be able to interview uh, at least one or two or maybe all of them to get their impressions of the prize and uh, and the, to talk a little about what they've done in terms of their contributions to the State of Israel. First of all, in the community and non-profit area, uh, this is someone who has been on JM and AM in the past. His name is Joseph Gittler. He made Aliyah in the year 2000 from the United States of America. He is the founder and chairman of Leket Israel, which is a national food bank which uh, basically collects foods that are being discarded by caterers after smachot and from farmers, manufacturers. He takes anything that is not going to be used in uh, whatever commercial venture it normally is used for and distributes them to the needy. Um, Leket Israel now provides food for over 140,000 people weekly. So he is the recipient of the 2014 Bonet Sion Prize in the category of community and nonprofit. In the education category, uh, a name which is probably very very familiar to a lot of our listeners, Rabbanit Malkabina. She made Aliyah in 1971 from the United States, and she's the founder and chancellor of Matan, which is a revolutionary women's learning center here in Israel. She was one of the first educators in Israel to teach uh, female students Talmud and Halacha, and she helped revolutionize Israeli society's views on women's status and top-level Jewish studies for women. Um, thousands of women have been trained to become s- leaders in their communities because of Rabbanit Malkabina. Uh, that is in the education um, category of the Bonet Sion Prize. And of course, in the entrepreneurship and technology area, we have uh, another name which might be familiar to some of our listeners, Yosef Abramowitz, who made Aliyah in 2006. He is the CEO and co-founder of Energia Global Capital, and also the president and co-founder of Arava Power Company. 
Uh, along with his partners, he is um, basically the founding father of Israel's $20 billion solar energy market. He is a pioneer in this area here in Israel and continues to develop Israel's solar power market while also exporting his values of clean energy. Um, very, a very special guy and um, the winner in the entrepreneurship and technology area. The science and medicine winner <coughs> excuse me, of the Bonetzion Prize, Professor Jeffrey Hausdorff, who made Aliyah in the year 2000. He is now in Tel Aviv University and the director of the Neurodynamics and Gate Research Library at Tel Aviv Sarasky Medical Center. He came on Aliyah from Harvard Medical School in the year 2000, and he has made remarkable contributions to research in neuroscience and aging here in Israel and worldwide, and he is the one who established the research laboratory at the Tel Aviv Medical Center in these areas. Uh, he directs an internationally renowned team which conducts pioneering and award-winning clinical and translational research in mobi- mobility, cognitive function, fall risk, and quality of life for the elderly. His cutting-age findings have been advancing science and medicine throughout the world, and of course that spreads the good name of Israel with them, and we're proud to announce that he has become the first science and medicine winner of the Bonetzion Prize. In culture, sports, and arts, someone who's probably very familiar to Basically, everybody who uh, who ever has heard of the comic strip Dry Bones, that's our Yaakov Kirshen, who made Aliyah in 1972. Um, one of the most famous Jewish comics, I'd say, um, probably in the last 40 years. Uh, he started, yes, he did start 40 years ago in the Jerusalem Post in 1973. And Dry Bones has been uh, a method of communicating to the world and Anglo-Jews around the globe uh, a deep and strong feeling for Israel and Zionism uh, in a very humorous fashion. Yaakov Kirshen very well deserved the Culture, Sports, and Arts winner of the Bonetzion Prize. In the IDF and National Service category, we have Lieutenant Nira Lee. She is from Arizona, made Aliyah in 2010. She's been serving in the IDF for the past three years. Um, she's currently serving as the head of Hasbara at the headquarters of the Coordinator of Government Activities in the Territories. And in her previous assignment, she was the Assistant Foreign Liaison, liaison Officer to international organizations in Gaza. She is in charge of making sure that international humanitarian, humanitarian aid makes it to the Palestinian civilians in Gaza. She coordinates diplomatic dele- delegations. She oversees the movement of international organizations inside the buffer zone and any commercial visits to the Israel-Gaza border. Um, she has gained a tremendous reputation in the IDF, and uh, during her service she has overseen the tactical movements across the border, often with no sleep or any respite whatsoever. And uh, it's, a, it's a very, very proud Nefesh Benefesh that gives this uh, Lieutenant Nira Lee the initial IDF and National Service Bonetzion Prize. And last, and certainly not least, and this is something which uh, I'm personally... Um, very happy to announce the Lifetime Achievement Award for Professor Shimon Glick, uh, who made Aliyah in 1974 to Beersheba. Um, the reason I'm personally proud of this to be able to make this announcement is uh, Professor Glick is a very close friend of our family that lived in Beersheba for many years, still lives in Beersheba, um, and his children and my brother and I uh, were together in in uh, Karambiavna for uh, several years. And he is the professor and dean emeritus of the Faculty of Health Sciences at Ben Gurion University. Um, 
he helped found the Ben-Gurion University Faculty of Medicine. He specializes in endocrinology research and treatment. He's a world leader in the teaching and practice of medical humanism and medical ethics. He also developed the medical ethics curriculum at Ben-Gurion University. He continues to be active even, thank God, into his 80s. And he is the winner of the initial Lifetime Achievement Award of the Bonetzion Prize. So here you have it, the six uh, awardees, uh, each one very much worthy of getting this award. There will be a dinner celebrating the award in approximately eight weeks, I believe. And we again hope that we'll be able to have on our show at least one or two of these winners to talk about their contributions to the state, uh, to talk about their Aliyah experience, and hopefully inspire you, whoever's listening out there, to make their own Aliyah to Israel and hopefully to contribute to the state as much as these people have done. This is Egal Siegel for Homer Bound, and we'll be back with our interview with Ravi Greenberg about the Go South program for Nefesh Benefesh right after this message. If you've always dreamt of moving to Israel and establishing a brand new life in the Holy Land, it's time to call Nefesh Benefesh, 866-4-ALIYAH, 866, the number 4, A-L-I-Y-A-H, or log on now to their comprehensive website for all the assistance you need to get to Israel, nbn.org.il. That's the Nefesh Benefesh website. Head there now, nbn.org.il. Okay, we're back here with Homer Bound. My name is Egal Siegel, and uh, of course, Homer Bound is discussing many different aspects of making Aliyah to the Holy Land. And we're very happy to welcome the director of the Go South program. Yes, we've all heard about Go North, and Go South is relatively new. And her name is Ravit Greenberg. Hello. Welcome. How are you? Good, thank you. So tell us a little about yourself before we go into uh, the Go South program. First of all, how long have you been in Israel? So I made Aliyah in 2005. I ended up actually going back to the States for two years for my husband's job. And when we came back, we returned to the Negev in 2010. So when you first made Aliyah, you moved to the Negev? No. When I first made Aliyah, <laughs> I moved to Jerusalem. Okay. Very quickly, I realized that I wanted to go to the Negev. And I ended up starting graduate school in 2006 in Beersheba at Ben-Gurion University. So what, tell us a little about why you wanted to go to the Negev. I mean, that's uh, probably, a, I'm sure it's part of the, the whole reason that you're involved in this project. So I would say I'm a small town Jew. I'm from Schenectady, New York, originally. I often like to say that when I was in Albany, when I was living in Albany, that it was the only place I was able to be chapter president of both USY and NCSY at the same time. <laughs> and I really like that in the Negev, there's that same intimacy um, and community feel where you can really be a leader and make a difference and um, and be a big fish in a small pond. And so that's where I saw my work in the beginning in the Negev. The truth is now it's no longer exactly like that in places like Beersheba because, because thank God, since then, many olim have come to the area. But there are still smaller yeshuvim um, where it's a more intimate So you went, I'm sorry to interrupt, in 2006 yeah. you guys moved to Beersheba. No, in, two, in 2006 I, Ravi Greenberg, moved to Beersheba. <laughs> okay. Were you um, married it, at the time? I was not married at the ah, time. Ah, okay. <laughs> I then followed my husband home to Chicago, where he was, um, because he finished the army, and he wanted to save a little money to come back to Israel. Okay. So I followed him back, and we together came back to Beersheba in 2010. Okay, so let's um, let's start off just talking about Beersheba. Beersheba happens to be 
uh, close to my heart, my aunt, uh, her name was Hannah Shapiro. Okay. And she was very involved with AACI, and, and she was very involved in building up Beersheba. She came there in 1970. Nice. And um, I remember going to the Mistrata Klita, the Mistrata Klita, the uh, Merkaz Klita that was in this big building. Yeah, Elim in Shunahe. Yeah, exactly. That's where she uh, she lived on Derech Meshacharim. So I live right by there. Oh, okay. So <laughs> so what I what I remember is that at a certain point, Beersheva kind of exploded because of Russian immigrants. That they, they wanted to put a lot of Russians there. Now they built or they put in a lot of modular homes at one point in the late eighties, early nineties when the, when the Russians were coming. Um, but since then, I think uh, the the whole the whole complexion of the city has changed. So, yeah. give us a little if you know any of the history or just what yeah. Beersheba is like now. So, one of the interesting statistics I know is the fact that I think sixty two nation nationalities of Jews are represented in Beersheba, wow. which is fascinating, and it's been a city that's always absorbed immigrants um, since the history of this uh, since the start of the modern state of Israel, right? Um, with North African immigrants and Russian immigrants, Ethiopian immigrants, um, Anglo immigrants, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I happen to believe, I don't know if anyone's done a study at this, if anyone out there knows if this is the right answer, I'd be happy to hear, that perhaps there's the most concentrated diversity of Jews in Beersheba than anywhere else in the world. Wow, that's very interesting. And and now, I mean, how easy it is. We're speaking about Beersheba. Obviously, most people have heard of Beersheba. And Beersheba, I guess, would you call it the capital of the South? I yeah, it's the capital of the Negev, and it's also called the City of Opportunity. Right. So uh, let's go into, I mean, you said yourself that you uh, studied in, in Ben-Gurion University there. Yes. Uh, that is a very popular university in yep. Israel yep. for Israelis and for yep. and for foreigners. Yes. Um, what else has been happening in Beersheba, let's say, in the last 10 years or so that's made it more of a of a Great. desirable place to be. So in terms of accessibility a few things have happened. The building of Route 6 and its expansion down to the Shoket Junction um towards Beersheba. Mm-hmm. Um it's expanding still further to the Shoket Junction, excuse me. Um makes travel times by car or bus much faster. Right. In addition, the building of a train of the train station in Beersheba. There are actually two train stations now in Beersheba, one by the university and one by the central bus station, um, makes travel time from Beersheba to Tel Aviv just an hour. That's really um, good. So between Route 6 and um, and the train, th- those have really pushed people towards Beersheba. I always call it the pull, right? So it's getting less affordable in the center of the country. However, it's getting more accessible in the south of the country. Mm-hmm. So there's a pull towards the south. It's still affordable. There are more people moving there. There's culture. There's arts. Um, it's still a place where you can have a high quality of life without having to earn a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's the push of the center. So so I always call it the pull push. So in terms of working in, let's say you wanted to work in Beersheba. Uh-huh. Um, are there more employment opportunities than there were 10 years ago? Absolutely. So in addition to Ben-Gurion University and Soroka Hospital, which have always been prime employers for uh, Anglo, English-speaking Olim, to the south, um, in the last 10 years, um, yeah, I'll just name a couple from the last couple of years. Right, okay. Okay, Mm -hmm. most recently. Most recently, there's the building of the Advanced Technology Park right next to Ben-Gurion University, which okay. was done by the Beersheba Municipality with a private company from the United States called KUD and Ben-Gurion University. Um, 
this advanced technology park is going to be basically the cybersecurity center in Israel. Oh, okay? Wow. okay. Companies that have already moved in there include EMC, ECI, Nest, Deutsche Telekom, Oracle, IBM. Uh, supposedly, IBM has plans to move down there. And in addition, the IDF is going to be moving a lot of their cybersecurity offices to the south. Now, are these offices that already existed in Israel and just moving to Beersheba, or these are new offices? So they're expanding for the most part. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Deutsche Telekom, um, its major partnership is with Ben Gurion University, and its offices used to be within the university. So now they moved outside. Some of the other companies, let's say EMC, they already had an office in Herzliya, but right. they grew their R&D center to now include Beersheba. Also, you have a lot of engineers coming out of Ben-Gurion University, and this gives them opportunity to work. And believe it or not, many of the students leaving Ben-Gurion University really want to stay in the Negev after their experience there. What they're looking for is jobs. So this advanced technology park is a huge, it's a huge deal wow. in the Negev. Um, in addition, I'll just talk about another employer of our Anglo Olim. There's a new Alexander Muss um, High School in Israel campus, actually at Eshel Hanit Nasi, which is right outside of Beersheba. So, whereas the primary campus is in Hoda Sharon, there's this new office, um, there's this new campus in Eshel Hanasi, which also employs educators in the South, Jewish educators as well as secular educators who move to the South of Israel. So, that's great as well. And that's right near Beersheba. So, those are two new employers, one on the high tech side. Um, one and more the teaching and those side. are just two of them <laughs> those are just two I mean in terms of nonprofit jobs in the south I always say like if you're in grant writing fundraising or marketing um, there are plenty of jobs for you although there are less jobs for exclusively English speakers in the south there are less people also applying to those jobs so I always tell people uh, okay. I always tell people actually your probability of getting a job in the Negev for an English speaker is probably higher than getting um, an English-speaking job in Jerusalem. Oh, that's so, very important to know yeah. for our listeners. Yep. Uh, we're speaking to Ravi Greenberg. Now, you are the director of the Go South program? I am. Okay, so tell us a little... I mean, we're speaking about Beersheba because Beersheba is something which is recognized by many people um, in our listening audience. It's one of the most famous cities in Israel. But um, obviously, Go South is uh, the, the entire negative. Yeah, 60% so, of the country. So tell us tell us a little more. First of all, tell us about the Nefesh Benefesh program. Exactly what does Go South offer to people who are interested in going south? Great. So there are really two primary arms to the population we're catering to through the Go South program. There's our, our direct aliyah arm, which is basically Olim who comes straight from the United States, Canada, um, and the UK to the Negev, and we work with them. And then there's our relocator arm, which basically we're also now working with and can offer special grants to Olim who move to elsewhere in the country mm-hmm. um, and now want to relocate to the south. So that's a new thing for Nefesh Benefesh. This is new as of this year. They're doing it with the north also. Right. Um, and so we're working with these two populations. We work pre-Aliyah, we work before someone makes Aliyah to help them understand um, the community opportunities, employment, education in the south of Israel, to help them connect to people who are there on the ground. We realize since many people might have more relatives, let's say, in the Jerusalem or Tel Aviv areas, um, that it's important that these people have personal connections on the ground in the Negev. And so we try to really encourage that ahead of time. Post-Aliyah, once people have arrived in Israel, um, and also Prelia, we help with the employment search. We help connecting them with possible employers or people who worked in similar fields. For example, um, 
I had a doctor who was in Israel last week. He's from LA. He's looking to close his practice there. He wants to move to Israel and he's really interested actually in coming to the Negev because he feels like as a doctor, he can have real impact there. Mm -hmm. So we set up all the meetings for him before his pilot trips with different specialists in infectious disease because that's what he practices in Soroka Hospital. So that's part of the employment piece we do on the pre-Aliyah and we also on the post-Aliyah, once people get there, we're helping them with their job search. We're always putting jobs out there on our Facebook Facebook group on our Go South Facebook group. Um, we also have a we also have a presence on LinkedIn, and we're we're letting people know about jobs available in the Negev. We have everyone's resumes on file, and we're really trying to help Olim um, place in jobs they want to be okay. in. So um, you mentioned your Facebook group. Facebook group. Um, mm-hmm. Why don't you just tell us how people can find out more information, either from you directly or. Um, through social media or through whatever other uh, means you have. Great. So, so first we have uh, we have a website, gosouth.nbn.org.il. Um, okay. Or if you just go through to the general Nefesh Benefesh homepage, you can click on Go South, um, and you'll get to our website. There we feature communities, education, um, people's personal stories. We have a blog also on there. Oh, good. We also have a Negev leadership circle, which is 10 Olim from throughout the Negev, and they all tell their personal stories. We have a day in the life for each of them, so you can get familiar with the places they live. Mm-hmm. Um, on Facebook, you can get to us by going to um, Go South, Nefesh Nefesh, Nefesh Go South on Facebook. Um, I'm on Twitter. At CU in the Negev, S E E U in the Negev. Um, and also, you can email us at go south at nbn.org.il. Okay, so before we, um, before we um, sum up, I would like to just talk about some other communities in the Negev. Absolutely. What are, what are other cities or towns um, mm-hmm. that are, are starting to make this move similar to Beersheva, like are in the upward trend in terms of you got being a. Being something that the Olim should look so at. So first, let me talk about another city. Ashkelon is a very attractive city to some people. It's similarly priced to Beersheba in right. terms of housing, um, and and also a very nice English speaking community. Whereas Beersheba has the AACI, Ashkelon has what's called the English Speakers of Ashkelon, which also runs different activities. We're seeing more retirees also going to Ashkelon lately. If you like to have the water. beachfront, exactly yeah. <laughs> beachfront property. 40 minutes from Tel Aviv by train at a fraction of the price of Tel Aviv property. It's, 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 once you get north of Ashkelon, basically each mile increases your property cost. Whereas, wow. again, Ashkelon similarly priced to Beersheba. You can still get three-bedroom apartments there um, at around under $200,000 under $200, still. Wow, that's great. Um Maybe a little, around the 200000 mark. But it's mostly retirees you find who are going to Ashkelon. We're also finding young families. We're also finding a lot of people who marry Ashkelonians go to Ashkelon <laughs> because um, the families in Ashkelon are really warm and loving and will take you in. And uh-huh. so, and, and, and there's a lot of connection there. We just had an event in Ashkelon and we were so surprised because so many of our Olim just came out of the woodwork. We had 40 Nefesh Benefesh Olim at this event in Ashkelon wow. from the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, and so there, that's another city. What I tell a lot of people who are interested in Yishuvim and Yishuv life is to also look at towns in the Negev. You mentioned towns. So let's say we're talking more about the five to 10,000, five to 15,000 people towns, because there you can have the very quiet and more serene life that you would have in Yishuvim, but you also have the amenities nearby. You don't need two cars, etc. And you can get to the grocery store, right. you can get to the bank and all of that. Um, Yerucham 
even though it's a little further, it's about 45, 50 minutes south of Beersheba, um, is a popular destination because of the education system there. Meitar is a yeshuv 20 minutes north of Beersheba. And for me, it's a no-brainer. I don't get why people, why, why Olim aren't going there um, more. It's, again... Um, you're just 10 minutes from Lehavim, where the train to Tel Aviv is 50 minutes, right? And then from Jerusalem, you're about an hour and 15 minutes from Meitar. And um, it's such a nice yeshuv which, with, with a solid number of Anglo families who moved here around 15 years ago to the area. Um, great education system. About ha- It's a mixed community, so half Tati, half Chiloni, but a very strong, um, also very strong Ashkenazi shoals, um, etc. Beautiful homes at, again, a fraction of the price that you're looking at elsewhere. Okay, great. Um, is there any incentive to move to Eilat? <laughs> well, for English teachers, um, they're actually well. There are incentives to move to a lot. Some people are just drawn to a lot; they right. love the sea. But people need to understand you are further um, from. Right. How far is they lot from Beersheba? It's, it's two and a half hours. Right. So it's, so it's really not trip. that bad. But there are people invited to, to to either go there as young people. A lot of post birth rate people see it as like the new Miami Beach of Israel. Uh-huh. Um, also, there's um, retirees who are buying there, but there's also very good Torani, Israeli Torani Garim there. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a couple just move to because there are special incentives in a lot right now for English teachers to move to a lot. They bump you up about five years in terms of your salary step, what you get each month. Yeah, my son who's in high school here in Jerusalem, so his teacher teaches three days a week in a lot. Yep. There are great incentives yeah. to teach in a lot right now. Also, the Chevele Lot region, right above a lot, a lot of kibbutzim around there are really looking for new families. For example, kibbutz Ketura, kibbutz Lotan, kibbutz Yahel, and other kibbutzim in the area. And um, and Mitzberimon. Yeah, Mitzberimon. Uh, for some of you who aren't familiar with it, it's the Grand Canyon of Israel. It's a beautiful place yes, to visit. Gorgeous, and they just built a beautiful hotel there. I think the Brayshit Hotel. Yeah, is that a place where people go to live yeah. as well? So we have about four Inglo families in Mitzvah Ramon right now, and actually this year we had a Shabbaton where nine families went to Mitzvah Ramon to check it out, and some of them are probably moving there this summer. Oh wow! Um, Mitzvah Ramon is a very nice place to live. It's in about an hour south of Beersheba. Um, it's, um, again, a tourism destination. It's a small town, so you have everything you need, but it does feel very um, serene. You have you have hiking trails all around you. Right, One of yeah. our Oles, who's there, Ira Ken Mashevsky, he actually, he was in high tech in Palo Alto. He made Aliyata there to semi-retirement, but he ended up starting a business um, called Astronomy Israel. Uh-huh. And he brought eight telescopes over with him from America, and he now does stargazing tours. Oh, that's in, great. In Mitz Peramon. So you should check him out. He's one of he's a great Olav. Oh, that's ours. great. That's fantastic. Yeah. I've been telling actually all the staff at Nefesh Benefesh that Mitz Peramon is a place to go to for Shabbat or for the Oh, hundred percent. There's a lot to do. Yeah, we there. went there once. It's beautiful there. It's gorgeous. Well, Ravit, it's really been a pleasure talking to you. My we pleasure. could talk for hours really about yeah. these different places and hopefully yeah. we'll have you back again yeah. as there's more updates that uh, that you feel that our listeners should have. You know, Absolutely. Let us know. And I would just like to end by saying if anyone is interested in visiting the Negev and seeing these communities, please be in touch. There's a lot of expo- to explore and there are a lot of opportunities. Okay, so the easiest way to get in touch with uh, Ravit is go south at nbn.org.il and uh, she'll be glad to do this. Uh, her reputation is that she will go as far as she needs to to make sure that people see the negative and experience what they have to in order to make the, the right decision in terms of what's the good for them. Um, 
Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Okay, this is Egal Siegel for Homeward Bound, and we'll be right back after this message. If you've always dreamt of moving to Israel and establishing a brand new life in the Holy Land, it's time to call Nefesh Benefesh, 866-4-ALIYAH, 866, the number 4, A-L-I-Y-A-H, or log on now to their comprehensive website for all the assistance you need to get to Israel, nbn.org.il. That's the Nefesh Benefesh website. Head there now, nbn.org.il. Well, that wraps up another great edition of Homeward Bound. My thanks to uh, Ravid Greenberg of the Go South program at Nefesh Benefesh for the great interview about all the opportunities that people have in coming to the Negev here in Israel. And again, my mazel tovs go out to the six recipients of the Bonetzion Prizes. Anyone who wants information about the recipients, about anything to do with the Bonetzion Prize, please go to nbn.org.il for any information you'd like to learn about this wonderful program that Nefesh Benefesh has inaugurated this year in 2014. Well, we'll be back next week on Tuesday night. My name is Egal Siegel. Have a great week, everybody. And thanks for listening. Every day is an endless stream of disappointment, broken dreams. Mm-hmm. And each day looks the same to me. Assembly lines and factories And every stranger's face I see Reminds me that I long to be Homeward bound I wish I was Homeward bound Home to Yerushalayim Home where my heart is lying Home where my destiny waits silently for me Sing sad songs again Lament this world of pretend But all my words come back to me This life of mediocrity Like emptiness in harmony I need Hashem to comfort me Homeward bound I wish I was homeward bound Where my heart is lying Home Where my destiny waits silently for me Silently for me